You're listening to the Arctic Circle podcast. In this episode, we listen to His Excellency Alar Karas, President of Estonia, speak on the escalation of climate change, the role of Estonia in the Arctic, and how hard security is affecting the region. The speech is followed by a Q&A from the audience, moderated by Oliver Ragnar Grimson, Chairman of the Arctic Circle and former President of Iceland. This event originally took place at the 2022 Arctic Circle Assembly in Reykjavik, Iceland. Mr. Chairman, Your Royal Highness, Excellencies, Ladies and Gentlemen, I am deeply honoured to address the Arctic Cycle Assembly, the central covering for Arctic Dialogue. It is always a pleasure to be in Iceland. Estonians feel a special bond with Iceland due to well-known historical reasons that we celebrated here just this August. Iceland clearly punched above its weight and Estonia tries to follow the example. As an Arctic country with a very special location, Iceland has made the Arctic expertise its national brand. Iceland cares, worries, and seeks solutions for the future of this vulnerable region. Second, Iceland understands that fostering dialogue and international cooperation are key in maintaining the Arctic as a peaceful and sustainable polar region. Well done. I know that it is hard to surprise this crowd with the acknowledgement that climate change is already in full swing and we are witnessing potentially irreversible changes. The environment and ecosystems of the Arctic region are affected more severely than any other region in the world. And this is putting the enormous stain on the Arctic communities. What happens here, melting the glaciers, exceeding sea ice or changing pattern of winds and ocean streams also amplifies the changes in the rest of the world. Catastrophic drought in East Africa, record low water levels in Europe, apocalyptic floods in Pakistan, and rain in Greenland, to name a few, should really bring home the understanding that climate change is escalating rapidly. I would like to touch upon three important aspects regarding the Arctic and the relevant actors who are involved. First, the human security concerning the future of humankind and why it's important to not question the goals of COP26. Secondly, what Estonia offers to the Arctic region. And last but not least, the hard security, how the Russia's war of aggression in Ukraine is affecting the Arctic. Ladies and gentlemen, we must have the Arctic as much as we can. It is important to gather most knowledge about the changes undergoing in the Arctic and their impact. When we can deal with the causes and not the endless consequences that these changes are bringing to the global community. When we talk about changes, then the local effort is not sufficient to halt the, peace, the pace of climate change. We all know that, and it seems that especially our new generation knows it, that we need a global effort, especially 
to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, halt biodiversity loss and stop polluting our oceans and rivers. Therefore, the era of fossil fuels must give way to the era of sustainability within planetary boundaries. Estonian government has decisively brought forward the climate goals of producing electricity 100% of renewables. The whole world needs to step up and increase, not reduce, climate ambition. Only by taking bold steps, the Arctic will benefit and we reduce the effect of endless negative consequences for all of us. Starting from the loss of biodiversity, ending with a mass migration and hunger. What Estonia can offer to the Arctic? Building our rich polar history, dozens of Estonian scientists have done research in the Arctic to study the history, causes and impacts of climate change. The Norwegian archipelago of Svalbard in particular has been the frequent destination for our scientists. While the number of our specialists is not comparable to those of key Arctic players, much of our research can be applicable to the Arctic. We will speak about in more detail tomorrow in a special panel we have organized for this occasion. Estonia is perfectly suited to contribute to the Arctic sustainable develop development during the period of profound changing, as we are a living example of a country in transition. Arctic countryside, Estonia, is a country with the northernmost capital below the Arctic circle. We are directly affected by the developments in the Arctic. Hence, we want to and need to contribute to the sustainable development of the region. The Arctic is close to us geographically, historically, linguistically, climate-wise, and for scientific reasons. We remember proudly famous 19th century Arctic explorers like Krusenstern, Pellingshausen, Mittendorf, Wrangel, Kotzebu, Montol, and others who all came from Estonia. Technological innovation is also a key enabler for scientists in the harsh conditions of the Arctic. A good example is the R&D of ocean monitoring technology taking place in Tallinn Technical University. Together with Estonian Environmental Agency, we have developed and implemented a sea monitoring service in Estonia called Ice Chart, Jägart in Estonian. The service is based on the Earth observation data from Sentinel missions and Copernicus program, as well as a citizen science observation data. This service, developed at the national level, is transferable to other states who deal with seasonal sea and lake ice coverage and to the member states of the Arctic Council in a global scale. We firmly believe that all indigenous communities should have a strong voice in discussing the future of Arctic and we wish to represent that voice. For us, this region is not about economic gain or geopolitics. It is our heart and I guess it is safe to say that Arctic is in our DNA. Finno-Ugric roots unite Estonia with the indigenous people of the Siberian Arctic. We have dedicated ourselves for many decades 
to extensive research, extensive research of their languages, culture, and societies. Not least because their traditional knowledge has great value in finding solutions for the Arctic challenges. We have done extensive research to preserve roots of Finno-Yugic people. For decades, Estonian ethnographers, linguists, and folklorists have studied the indigenous people of Russian Arctic. The University of Tartu has also been pioneering in the field of genetic studies, and the largest genetic database of Siberian people is stored in Estonia. It is also important to keep in touch with one's relatives. Estonia has been continuously supporting the indigenous people of the world through the UN structures, and we are strong supporter of the World Congress of finno ugric Peoples. Since 1999, we also have a state program to support the languages and cultures of the finno ugric and Samoyed indigenous peoples. We believe that Estonia's public and private sector solutions can contribute to addressing the specifics of the Arctic. Reaching out to people who live in remote areas is, after all, the essence of Estonian digital society. We can engage Arctic communities through specific projects in either online learning, e-health, or to enable better participation in decision-making processes through digital means. Digitization can have a role to play in preserving indigenous cultures and languages by creating native language solutions and electronic archives, something we have successfully implemented in Estonia. Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, my final thoughts will be on Russia's war of aggression and how it impacts the Arctic region. We believe that it is in everyone's interest to maintain the Arctic as low-tension area where international law is upheld and peaceful scientific interests prevail. Unfortunately, we witnessed that the situation is changing and we must be prepared for unexpected developments. Recent destructive sabotage of the North Stream is a proof of that. Geopolitics in the Arctic is changing and we have one clearly aggressive actor in this region. Therefore, we must not only think of climate and environment when we talk about the region, but also diplomacy and deterrence. At the time of when international cooperation is most needed, international law and norms are under the brutal assault by a country that happens to be the chair of the Arctic Council. Russia started a war of aggression with a goal to end the sovereignty of its neighbor, overthrow the legitimate government, exterminate Ukrainian nation, and implement its abusive order of imperialism, self-interest, and dominance. In this light, the principal decision by the seven Arctic states to suspend cooperation with Russia in the Arctic Council was inevitable. With its senseless war, Russia has struck an unprecedented blow at regional cooperation, both at the shores of my homeland as well as up in the north. Can we trust the largest Arctic state to continue representing the underlying tenets of Arctic covenants if we so brutally violate the same principle about 3,000 kilometers to the south? 
For we, the extensive maritime claims in the Arctic, statements like the Arctic is ours and attempts to monopolize the Northern Sea route sound a lot like sign of the same ideology we witnessed in Ukraine. The current Russian regime is overexploiting Arctic territories to advance its economic interests at the expense of the environment and indigenous peoples. Russia is taking everything of fossil fuels, even as it's consumed by ever-larger forest fires and the large-scale melting of uh, permafrost. permafrost. Not surprisingly, in the Arctic, the consequences of Russia's aggression have hit the hardest scientists, activists, and indigenous people who work depends on the cross-border access. The democratic community must rethink its relationship with Russia. We cannot go back to the day before the war and continue as nothing has changed. Everything has changed. And this change must be reflected in our future cooperation with Russia. Russia has alienated itself from the international norms and agreed terms. Ladies and gentlemen, respecting the privileged position of Arctic states, Estonia strongly believes that Arctic cooperation is about inclusivity and diversity. Only this way we can reach good solutions that resonate globally. Thank you very much. And thank you, Mr. President, uh, for this uh, elaborate uh, description. Please take a seat of the case for Estonia as a partner in the Arctic. Uh, before this terrible war started, uh, you had applied for observer status in the Arctic Council, and your predecessor presented that case in the Arctic Circle virtual. So let me first, before I have my questions, uh, I have urged the audience to be quick with your hands if you want to raise questions. Uh, so, okay, I don't see any hand at the moment. Uh, maybe my sight is not good enough. So let me ask you this. I think the paradox of our position, which I think was very well <clears throat> illustrated <clears throat> in your speech, that on the one hand, there's this need for growing Arctic cooperation. And then on the other, we have the consequences of the war, the isolation of Russia, which of course is a big part of the territory uh, of the Arctic. And you are geographically placed uh, in the way we all know. What kind of advice would you give us, the Arctic states, the other observer states, our community here, how we should move forward in, let's say, the next one or two or three years? Well, On the a, Arctic cooperation. Yeah, that's obviously a difficult question to, to give advice. But um, first of all, uh, Russia stays there where, it, where the country is. Uh, Russia never moves away from this position. That means we have to find a solution how to, how to deal with Russia. And of course, first of all, it's important to, to end this war because otherwise it's extremely difficult to start any kind of discussion with, with Russia on any level. So um, this is, should be our first uh, aim. That means we should do everything to help Ukraine 
militarily, politically, uh, humanitarian aid, whatever, to, uh, to help to stop this war. And then you can start, sit down and start negotiating. And first of all, of course, uh, people who are involved in this uh, aggression should be uh, punished. Well, I must also say, I think your presence here, followed by Estonia's application to become an observer state, is a very strong message to the Arctic community that you want, you want to be part of it. And you listed many things, indigenous involvement, information technology. If there was one thing that you think Estonia can especially contribute to the Arctic community, which one would you choose? You're asking all only on difficult questions. But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, welcome, welcome. It's very difficult to choose uh, because um, we are good in all of three, uh, um, as, as I said um, previously. But of course, we are a digital nation. It's yes, probably exactly. this is yeah. something we should uh, yeah. Yeah. we should consider to to start yeah. with uh, when dealing with. Uh, Collaborating with Estonia yeah. and as, as well no, as I actually, sorry, but I actually agree with you. I think the remarkable progress and pioneering work you've done in the digital, in terms of decision making, involving people, the relationship with the government, giving the the size of the Arctic and the small number of the population could be an extraordinary con contribution to the progress of the Arctic uh, communities. Okay, now we have a question here in the center. Rasmus, well, you have to introduce yourself. I am in a minority here who knows who, who you are. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. My name is Rasmus Berlsen. I'm Nansen professor at the, the University of Akureyri and professor at the Arctic University of Norway in Tromsø. Um, my question is, we have lived through 30 years of American and Western predominance in the world. And that was very good for us in the West. It was good for many people around the world. But that world is coming to an end. And it's not coming back, even if in case Russia is defeated in Ukraine. The world for the coming decades will be very, very different from the world we've had the last 30 years. So with your experience, and not least your experience with Russia... How do you see European order, Arctic order, international order, not the next couple of years, but the next couple of decades? Thank you. I guess you, you already answered also this question. That means the time of dominance is over. That means small countries, small communities have the same voice as big ones. I completely understand it would take decades to, to reach that. But... But uh, I think this is the ultimate goal. And this also concerns uh, indigenous people uh, in different, uh, different countries. Because I am from a small country, Estonia. And even in Estonia, we have different communities with different accents and languages. So we know what, what it means. And if we're talking about biodiversity, it's also important to talk about language diversity. That means we have to keep also also different languages uh, languages going so uh, but yes collaboration and and cooperation and uh, accepting each other is i think uh, the future okay i will take one more question from the hall oh yes okay yes uh, me 
Mr. President, thank you for being here. Uh, in the United States, we've started to link Arctic security and Baltic security. And I think you had very good advice for all of us in trying to help uh, Ukraine. But what more should we be doing in the Baltic region to strengthen our security? And how does that tie to Arctic security? Probably, it's, it's not a question what we should do extra on top of that, what we are doing. It's, it's it, basically, we have to keep going like we are doing now. That means the presence of, uh, uh, like in, like in Iceland. Iceland is a small country, no army. We have, we are a small country, we are a small army. That means we need allies. And the presence of allies is, uh, is needed in, in, in this region. And this also helps to uh, if there is a security, if there is a peace in this region, I guess there is also a, a peace in, uh, in other regions like Arctic. So it means we have to defend or deter ourselves uh, in any aggression coming from Russia or somewhere else. Well, thank you very much, Mr. President. Uh, thank you very much. It was a very clear statement from Estonia. We will welcome you in the assemblies to come. Uh, and it will be fascinating to see the role your country and yourself will play. Yes.